Hey guys, welcome along to episode 153 of Blind Guy Talks Tech. With me, Stephen Scott. I've got Sean Priest with me today. We've got your emails and, I guess, an apology mm. and excuses. Mm. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech. Your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I, I, this is, I'm, I'm not changing anything ever again, Sean Priest. Well, um, you know, is it episode 153, Stephen? I, I don't know because apparently, you know, we just decide not to show up one day and there's an episode gone, missing, well, never to be replaced. I mean, what happened there? No, that's not how this works. Is it? Why? No. Because, you see, you just move on to the next one, you see. It's just you move on oh, to just, the next time. Just pretend it never happened. It wasn't meant exactly. to be. Exactly. I see. That's the problem with today's world. You kids, you don't know Such you're born. throwaway society. Yeah. So what happened, Stephen? What, oh. what, was the, what was the score? I mean, Jeez. you know. I tell you, I, 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 I honestly, I feel like Boris Johnson. I, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I just had this resign. idea. Yeah, resign. <laughs> Resign immediately. Uh, but I'm staying till the 5th of September at least, okay? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so basically what happened was I uh, had to do some changes to my office for the purposes of our TV show, our glorious Double Tap TV show that we have on AMI-TV, Tuesdays at uh, 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 8 p.m.? Um, 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe. Thank you. And... <laughs> I'm not in Canada. I can't. This is a problem. No, I can't I watch it because I'm not in Canada. No, I think that's absolutely. a disgrace, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's it's confusing, if if nothing else. It's fine. But yes. you can get it on the AMI app and you can get it on YouTube. Yes, you can. All that stuff. Anyway, so yes, the, the TV show, uh, because of, of the fact that I work from home and because we've got these TV shows we're doing, um, my office is my studio, right? So, you know, I'm trying to kind of set it all up in a way that accommodates both. And we've never really found a way to well, accommodate the TV show. We've tried yeah. various things. Well, <laughs> a lot you say things. we've never found. I mean, there has been. Wait, you just, you keep changing it. That's it. You're never happy. No, because I've never found the right setup. And you well know, Priest, before you start yeah. going yeah. on at me, yeah. you know how this feels. I know how it feels. I'll tell you what, I also know how it feels when you sat in the middle of a pile of cables and hardware thinking, why on earth did I start this? I, I'm just going to leave it. And that you end up usually putting it back exactly how it was. Well, that's that's right. That is the, the typical fashion. And now what I did was, uh, obviously we didn't get the podcast out yesterday because by the time yesterday, at the time I would normally want to record the podcast, by the time yep. that happened, we had already passed that hour and then we're on yep. to the next hour. And I thought, this is never going to happen. No. And um, I'm just sitting in a sea of cables. And you know that way you think to yourself, I just want to take every single cable here and throw it straight into the recycling. Um, yes. And box. did you do that? No. I, I no. just put them all back in the cupboard again. It's yeah. Oh, I My, know. But Look, I have I a box. I swear to you that the box is so large and it is full, full of cables. That's all that's in it. Yeah. No, I'm exactly cables. same. I got two backpacks full of cables. <laughs> One's for power cables, which is full of those kettle leads and those clover power leads, you know, yep. those, uh, I've got, got a bag full of them and I got a bag full of audio cables, those phono to phono and uh, XLR and uh, this just, and I've got a bag full of VGA cables for those old CRT monitors. It's like, why? when, when am I ever going to use that? But I can't throw it away. I'm You're like so a, right. I'm a cable hoarder. I, I think I think you and I are the same because I, I found six VGA cables yesterday and I'm thinking, what have I connected as VGA in the last, I don't know, 10 years? Absolutely right. VGA to DVI, VGA to VGA. Uh, I mean, I got, I've got i got hundreds of them. It's ridiculous. But of course, you... I was looking for the DisplayPort one and I couldn't find one. Yeah. Just typical, right? Yeah, exactly right. We're, we're a disgrace. Throw it all out. See, but you do that <laughs> and then you, you take every... Right, I'm going to rearrange. I'm going to make this m the most efficient, clutter-free <laughs> workspace in the world. You just can't do it. It's, it's impossible. You're never happy. You're never satisfied. No, and I think part of me has to accept that as part of who I am, right? That, that I do like to change things. I blame my mother. I honestly blame my mother because my we mother... We all do, yes. Well, it's easier. Not your mother. I mean, our oh, mothers I see. Right, okay. collectively. But no, my mother is to blame because <laughs> as a child, she used to love not just moving uh, furniture, but moving house. 
on a fairly regular basis. Now, we lived in ah. a tenement flat in Glasgow growing up. And what would happen is with everyone who lived in the council flats, what they would do is they would just move around. So it'd just be like, ah, I've always fancied living in a top four flat, so um, I'll just move in there then. Okay, well, I've always fancied living in a bottom floor flat, so I'll just swap with you. Perfect. And then yeah, all the furniture, we've got them downstairs and, you know, we would move rooms. I remember <laughs> we had a room, uh, a living, well, it, it was uh, classed as a living room because it had one of those gas fires, you know, those gas fires on the wall? Yes, of course. Yes. A traditional, I mean, fairly traditional in our country for having them. And um, you weren't allowed to have a bedroom in there because you may, in fact, die of gas poisoning through the course. night. Perfectly fine to sit there during the day. Yep. Don't even think about it through the night. Between the hours of 12, midnight, and 9 a.m., you could die uh, the worst death. But from 9 a.m., it's fine. Yeah, as long as you got the telly on, you're all right. Exactly. Once the TV's on, that soaks up all the gas. Yeah, it's a well-known fact. Absolutely. Carbon monoxide is consumed by CRT televisions. That is a fact. Let's just make an announcement. That isn't a fact. (laughs) Please be careful with any gas appliances. Thank you. So what would happen is my mum would come round. uh, Well, no, she wouldn't come round because she lived there. But she would uh, come into the room and... After lapsing into (laughs) unconsciousness, yes. She would come round, yes. She would come round and... um, what would happen was we would have the uh, – my room would be in there, right? So I'd be sleeping in there. But she decided it would be smart if it was a sofa bed rather than a regular bed because then if the council came knocking, no one would care, right? They'd just think it's mm-hmm. a, a living room yep. with, with, you know, toys. And um, Yes, you didn't have toys. You never had toys. That's, I, that's I, I did. Have, I had – you know, everything in my life seems to go back to – radio no, cassettes. It always goes back to boxes. I had boxes and boxes of toy cars. That's what I had as a kid. And one of those mats that you laid out, you'd drive the little cars along. And oh, yeah, cool. And loved all that. Mm. Anyway, mm. Uh, so the council came round. They, they figured out it was a bedroom. They were not impressed. So they said, by Monday morning, this must be a living room. Or we're going to, I can't remember what the word they used, but it was basically they would turn the fire off. You know, they would, uh, there was a name for it. I can't remember what they used to call it, but they would turn the fire off, essentially. Turn the fire off. I, I, or or uh, condemn it. That was it. Condemn the oh, fire. Oh, right. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. She almost seemed a bit harsh, but okay. So they um, came back on the Monday. But of course, on the Sunday night, my mum would have moved the rooms back. Monday morning, guy comes and says, good, that's it. Well done. Congratulations. Tick. As soon as the guy left and was gone, yep. we would be moving the rooms back and putting them back in the way they were. And yep. this was just a constant thing. So that is why I believe I am the way I am. When it comes to moving, and, and, and my wife has managed to keep it to one room in the house. She says, in your office, you can do what you like. I kind of wish she would say, no, you can't. Yeah. As yeah she you, said to you me, need, look, need you a firm hand, you've, got to, you've got to just leave this as is because I really don't want you moving stuff anymore. That might be enough for me to leave. No, not leave. Um. <laughs> so basically, how is it now? Are you happy? I don't know. I mean, I'm happy enough. Put it this way. So the way I've got it set up now is I'm essentially using a a dual setup, right? So it's the same equipment, the same Mac I'm using for everything, um, but it's split over two setups. So I've got a monitor at one end of the room, a monitor Mm. at the other end of the room, and one's for the TV camera, one's for the setup there. Um, Separate keyboard, separate mouse on both sides. And the roadcaster sits right in the middle and controls the whole thing. Um. Hang on, do you say that's controlled by one Mac? Yeah. So you got two setups running off the one Mac. How does that work for the keyboards there? Well, one's Bluetooth. Well, one's Bluetooth and the uh, Logitech is um, wired in. Well, it's not wired, but it's those little, you know, those little USB dongles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the that's Logitech up. unified receiver, receiver transmitter thing, whatever that's it is. That's the one. And so you've got that plugged in. The other, the Magic Keyboard, is connected just by Bluetooth. And because they're in the same room and the Mac is kind of in the middle of the two, it works really nicely. Well, that sounds beautiful. What could possibly go wrong when you sort of depend your entire workflow on one machine? Well, it'll be, it'll be fine. It's funny you say that. Yeah. So I've got two Mac Minis. Don't ask why. I've got two Mac Minis. Yeah. And um, what I've done is I've uh, cloned the second one. Oh, uh, that's so your emergency backup. Should it all go horribly wrong? I just switched to the other Mac. That's a really good idea, except how often are you going to back up and reclone that main machine onto the backup machine? Well, what I was thinking was... Never. What my idea is, because of the Never way that the Mac 
transferal system works. You, you know, you can use well, you can use cloud backup, I guess. But what you can yeah. do is you can use the time machine backup. So all you do is plug in the time machine. Is that still a thing? Does oh, that yeah. still work? Well, that it's funny you say that because I must admit I forgot about it for a while. I forgot yeah. that was even an ex in existence. But yeah, and it's great because that will back up your whole system and it will give you the snapshot of that day. And it means that obviously you can roll back, but equally you can take that time machine back up to another computer and then use that as the basis of setting up that computer. <laughs> okay, I suppose so. I mean, you got fiber internet, right? You could back up to iCloud over the internet in mm -hmm. virtually no time at all anyway and restore yeah. from it as well so it's and not it, really and all an the, issue all my files and stuff they all live on iCloud they all live on Dropbox so it's not like I need to nothing's on the machines really themselves I mean that's the one thing I love about the MacBook when you go away uh, you know as long as you've got the setup the same and that's obviously something you've got to think about and that's another reason why I didn't want to have multiple machines running because you've, to think, you've then got to update them all independently you've got to make sure they're running the yeah. same applications the same software the same plugins for that software yeah you don't need to worry about that with and one. you're not stressing the machine right well, because no, you're not, not using really. you, you're only using it for one thing at a time exactly it's just it just it really is just a, a beast with two heads oh okay I'm <laughs> I'm uncomfortable <laughs> Move on. So that's been my uh, adventures. So I apologise for no podcast. Although if you've been just doing the catch-up thing, you, you probably haven't got to this point yet, and you're thinking, what's he on about? Yeah, we, perhaps we sh just shouldn't have mentioned it at all. We should just have not mentioned it at all, although some people on Twitter were, were very concerned. Were I they? Mean, well, what? I, I what did they say? Concerned. They were not particularly concerned. They but didn't they were, care. Nah, probably not. But, you know, they made reference to it. That's uh, good. We'll Callum take that. Stoneman. Callum Stoneman, old friend of the show. He used old Stoney? To be on yes. The sea man. I, don't I don't think that was the one he. I don't think that was his favourite name. Um, Sorry, but he, uh, yeah, he got in touch with us. Uh, we actually got a couple of comments. Here, Sorry, I put them. you off. No, I'm just trying to find these comments. So, a kayaker writes in: We software engineers have a saying that you might now understand the true meaning of, which is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Good point. It is. Um, also, uh, Callum says: Yes, you sound genuinely devastated. Uh, now I'm uh, intrigued to know how much damage you've actually caused. Now I say, uh, he says that, I sound genuinely devastated because I actually put out a little message on Twitter in audio. First time I'd done that. You did, and it was beautiful, I must say. It brought that was a tear on the phone. to my eye. On the what, sorry? On the phone. The phone. <laughs> it, was, it was very good. <laughs> so uh, the phone. So hang on, what did you do there? Did you record it in voice memos and then put it up as a file, no. or did you do it as an audio tweet? I'm a broadcaster, Sean. I yes. did it live. I will say I re-recorded that about twenty times. Yeah, um, yeah but, but, you know, but still did but, it live. Yeah, yeah, but 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 yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I'm you know me. I'm not a a, a great um, Twitter Twitter oh, yeah, person, human being, athlete, whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> successful adult. I like how um, you a human being uh, above <laughs> athlete or below athlete. Actually. Sorry. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, was it an audio Twitter? Did you record it in the Twitter app? Or... I did. Oh, right, that's clever. But you only get a minute, don't you, in that? That's the last time I looked at it. I, I don't know. I just recorded. It didn't cut me off. Uh, all right. Cool. Well done. Uh, Tim says, glad you're okay. Was beginning to think the personal trainer had pushed you too far. <laughs> 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 well, it's a good point, actually. Yeah, that was a bit tough on Friday. I won't lie. He's back on Friday this week, and I'm thinking, you know, can I use the heat as an excuse? I'm not in. I'm yeah. in behind the sofa. <laughs> well, I think the problem is he knows where he knows where I'll be. That's the problem. So he'll come and find me. That's the problem. Ah, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be fine. You'll be like that uh, Rocky Balboa. You'll be uh, getting up in the morning, eating raw eggs, and jogging through the streets of Glasgow. Yeah, just like Rocky Balboa did. <laughs> just like he did, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's all just, the same. Just, exactly. Well, it is. I mean, Glasgow, New York. Yeah, yeah they are Philadelphia, I believe it was, actually. Oh, well, there you go. I, I've never been to Philadelphia. Do you know Philadelphia? Was it Philadelphia? Lovely cheese. Was that the, that the place that was replicated, in, oh. or Glasgow replicated it in one movie? Well, I can't remember, but the movie was uh, World War Z. With Brad Pitt. Yeah, I actually liked that film. I thought it yeah. was good. The book was even better, by the way. Well, the first 15 minutes of that film were all set in Glasgow. I went to watch him mm. do his thing. Well, and, when you think uh, of zombies aimlessly shambling about, you think Glasgow. You absolutely think Glasgow. I mean, they Hello, hired Glasgow, a whole I bunch of you. people. <laughs> they, had, they hired a whole bunch of people and no makeup required. It was brilliant. 
They just emptied the pubs out at about 3am and said, guys, come with us. Good film. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Oh, uh, it was, it's so funny, though. The only reason people watched it here was because they wanted to see Glass. You know, you just said people going, there's Greg's. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Is, is there a Greg's in Philadelphia? <laughs> there is now. Um, <sighs> anyway, so you're feeling yeah. fitter. It's what we're coming down to. I am. I am. Um, I, I feel good. I've been mean, healthy eating. I'm certainly noticing the difference. You know, going up the stairs, it's not like, hang on. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like before. Whereas now yeah. I feel my recovery time is improving. That's what I'm par- I've, oh. I've been told this. My yeah. recovery time. I'm going to be like that there, Mr. Motivator, in a few weeks' time. <laughs> you are. I can't wait. I'm going to get you some uh, cycling shorts, is it? Or whatever it is. Oh, Spandex. Oh, be, no, no, be lovely. No, no. My current crop of clothes are hard to tighten up. <laughs> Well, let's, let's get a few more pounds off. Uh, Gordon Anthony says, glad you're okay. Uh, as long as you're okay, though, take your time fixing the technical problems. Yes, I have. I was nearly cancelling today's. but And actually, the reason I nearly cancelled today's was because up until about 10 minutes before we recorded, I could not get the microphone to work. I don't know what was going on, but I could not get it to work. And then my headphones started squealing. Thankfully, they weren't on my head at the time. Oof, and I realised I'd fixed it. So well you done, go. you. Well done. And we are recording this pretty late in the day for us. It is a bit late us. in the day. Yes. Yeah, I know. This is just going out as is, guys. There'll be very little edit on this one. If, well, in fact, do we ever edit this no. thing? No. 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 Um, Derry writes in, uh, do that job later when it's cooler. And, uh, oh, yes, you're right. In the Prime app on Apple TV, it is now using VoiceOver's voice. There you go. Pardon? Was it not before? Well, yeah, but remember the, the whole thing about Prime Video? It was kind of running on its own little voice system for a while i thought oh right oh i haven't checked that out well now it's, it's updated now so basically you don't have that problem anymore well uh, well, well, I, oh, well hang on because i've just got the well not just i've had the fire tv stick 4k max and um the netflix voicing is so slow on there oh you know compare it's, it's on its own screen reader settings i don't know what it is you can't speed it up or anything isn't that what happened on the Apple TV? That's I'm pretty exactly sure. what happened with Prime, yeah. Yeah, well, they've done um, tit for tat. And oh, Netflix brilliant. on Fire TV is really well done, guys. slow. Keep screwing it up because it's just really, it's an it's absolute great joy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It really is, yeah. Thanks. Thank you for that. We need to get a slow <sighs> clap sound effect, don't we? We really need one of them. For <laughs> yes, those we guys. do. We'll work on it. We'll get that on for uh, for next time. Uh, okay, so we get to some emails then because we got a lot of emails in. We just and- did. That was, oh, was, no, it was Twitter. That was just Twitter. Oh, right. Oh, I'm sure that's wow. not even covered some of what we've got on Twitter because, honestly, so many people get in touch with our show because we are, you know, the most popular podcast in the world. That's assuming, of course, other podcasts are even still going. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, there is, isn't. Is that, I mean, is it even it's just thing? us. I thought it was just us. Yeah, no, I think I've got is. to mention Aaron, though, because Aaron is our new best friend here, right, on the show. And um, Aaron A.A. Has- Ron, yeah. Yeah, I actually edited that bit out of the interview, so nobody will know what the hell you're talking about. Um, But that's quite funny. I like that. Keep keep doing that. Keep bringing up things we've edited out. So uh, macOS VoiceOver Pro tip, says Aaron, VoiceOver utility, web, group items, and then within when navigating web tables, um, or I think you have to select that, group items within when navigating web tables, and and he says you will never... Uh, have Safari not respond again? What? Okay, okay, okay. Now rewind. You got rewind. You're gonna have to do that again. Rewind. Yeah. Come on, Craig David, give us that again. More PRK in my case. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So macOS VoiceOver Pro tip. This is from Aaron. He says, under in VoiceOver utility, go to web and then group items within when navigating web tables. That's where he's tweeted here. Group? I, I haven't got a Mac. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to, I mean, now I'm back up and running again, I can go and play with this, but I want to, to check this out. But if anyone knows what I'm talking about, and if you know that setting, or if you don't, go and look in there. Uh, Voice of Utility, web, group items, within when navigating web tables. Enjoy never seeing Safari not respond again, he says. So, Well, if that's true, A.A. Ron, then um, God bless you, sir. You're a hero. He's fixing companies left, right, and centre. World Peace, I believe, is next on our yep. radar. It's, it's achievable. We just <laughs> need to know the setting. That's right. We just need to know what it is. Under voiceover, it's under, which utility uh, is it? Yeah, 
Exactly. Mind you, in saying that, he's also asked if I'll buy the Nothing phone, which has come out. Everyone's so excited about the Nothing phone. Oh, I'm sorry. Have I, have I missed something? What's that? You know how the Nothing phone? So this is the new phone that's come out, which is basically an Android phone, right? But it's it's called the Nothing phone. It's a clear device. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see through yeah. it. No, I, I filed that under absolute nonsense and left it alone. Yeah, forget that. We got a lot of responses as well um, regarding our conversation on Saturday's episode. Um, oh, I can't keep up. Yeah, so we talked. Well, you weren't part of this one. Sadly, no, I wasn't. I think no. you'd have quite enjoyed this conversation. Mind you, it went on long enough. Um, but we did. We talked about the subject of disability pride since it's Disability Pride Month, and I was asking the question, so what are we all proud of? <gasps> um, <laughs> you know, I like to ask the hard questions first. How it makes dare it easier. Callum says it was a great listen. Uh, it's so refreshing to hear an open, honest, sometimes slightly heated debate with people who clearly still stay friends at the end of it. Mm. And uh, Tim says, great episode. I appreciate the debate. It helps expand the conversation. And while some may argue it might divide the community, I think it helps us all to get to a common understanding and message. Thanks for having the heated debate. Uh, I don't know if I'd say how heated it was. <laughs> the I mean, word I, I heated think, is coming through, yes. Stephen. I, I, I mean, it was a warm day. Um, but, <laughs> no, I, I think it may be because of the... Uh, to be honest, I think Tim and Sally did a fantastic job. I just let them go at one point because really, I couldn't be able to get between them if I'd tried. Um, but uh, it was just... It was a really frank conversation about disability pride and our thoughts on it. And I think in some ways we maybe... I think we maybe did a lot of comparison on gay pride versus blind pride, and I don't think that's necessary. I, that This comes through in the emails as well. Um, we've got a number of emails about this, about the, the sort of, I guess, the, the you know, the, the correlation between. So Greg, for example, writes in, uh, this is Greg in Pennsylvania, our old friend. He says, uh, hello, I, I think I had too much pride in uh, having the original battery, or the, <laughs> yes, uh, and the original battery in my uh, iPhone success. 6S Plus. Yes. As yes. right after I mentioned it in an email to you guys, my iPhone battery died. Oh, no. The Apple genius did say seven and a half years is uh, not bad, or, or on the original battery is unusual. Um, now, he it certainly says, is. As uh, for uh, blind or disability pride, personally, I would jump at a realistic chance to have my vision restored. So I would never say I'm proud of my blindness. What I am is content with who I am as a person and the life I live. I have accepted my blindness and I believe acceptance is essential to good mental health. One of the major blindness organizations in the US often says blindness is an inconvenience and not a disability. I frankly don't understand this and have noticed that they are often the ones who complain the loudest when sighted help is not immediately available the moment they feel they require it. Gay pride I understand and support. I've never felt shame over vision loss. I've felt extreme grief many times as my vision deteriorated. And many times fear. When I hear people argue or promote blind pride to me, it comes across as a poor attempt to compensate for low self-esteem. In a weird way, it even seems today as if it's fashionable to self-identify as a member of an aggrieved group or a, minor or a minority, as if it made you special in some way. In my country, in the USA, I often hear right-wing extremists using the term I'm proud to be an American in a manner that says being an American makes me better than other people from other countries or even those from our country who look a bit darker. I guess there is a reason why pride has always been considered one of the seven deadly sins. My suggestion to all blind people is to be happy with who you are, and for society, we all have a shared humanity and are all equally worthy of respect, unless we do something to deserve losing it. Quakers would say that there is, uh, that there is of God in everyone. Regards from Greg in Pennsylvania. Wow, that was a really good email again, as ever, Greg. Perfect, thank you. Um... You know what? I think it's the word pride. It seems to have, um, it means different things to different people. Yeah. I think I've, I've heard some, in fact, I've recently left a social media platform. I got triggered. I'm such a snowflake. But because I was fed up of hearing people saying sarcastically, oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I've got a secret. I'm proud to be straight. Uh, and then going on to say, why have people got to force their sexuality you know, on other people. It, it totally, for me, it totally misses the whole point. The point is, while people are being treated unfairly in a lot of places, then absolutely, I see nothing wrong with people getting together and saying, hey, you need to treat us better. We are human beings. Now, that's what I see when I see uh, gay pride and I also see disability pride. It's not so much, hey, isn't blind, uh, being blind great or being disabled great? 
It's, hey, we want access to whatever else. That, that's the way I look at all this stuff. Treat us the same as anyone else. So, um, yeah, it's a shame I missed it because I would have got heated as well. Yeah, well, I'm sure it'll come up again at the weekend. It wouldn't yes. surprise me if it does. Uh, Michael says, uh, yes, be proud of being disabled, but don't force it on me. That shows a lack of respect for my views. Being gay is not a disability, but blindness or deafness is. There are, for me at least, I would prefer to be fully sighted and hear well. I have other conditions as well that I would prefer not to have. Do you know, this is a, an interesting thing, and this is why I wanted to have this discussion, because I think as, as blind people, and we're talking here, you know, almost to ourselves in a way and maybe that's helpful maybe it's not but I think sometimes it is because you kind of need to have the conversation but it's important you have a conversation with multiple views I don't know how many times I've walked into social media rooms like on Clubhouse or in other places and as soon as somebody hears something that they don't agree with that person is destroyed and that just that just blows me away how much of that goes on and you know people tell me and it, I, God almighty I sound like Piers Morgan but, you know, they say cancel culture's in my head. And I've had this said to me a few times. People say, this, it's not real. It's not a real thing. It's, it actually is. It actually is. And the problem is you only ever hear about it from a celebrity point of view. But there are people who are silenced. Maybe not cancelled, but silenced. And that's not good. It's really not good. And that's why I want to have an open forum here. There is no one true opinion in this podcast. This is about what people think. And, you know, you're not all going to agree with me. And that's fine. And it's funny, the amount of times people have said to me, well, I don't agree with you and I want to tell you that, but, you know, I don't think it would be right to. And I'm like, but that's the whole point. Yeah. And, you, and this is unfortunately the world we're now in, to some degree, that we're, people are terrified to open their mouths. It shouldn't be well, like I think, who was it earlier? Was it Tim or uh, I can't remember who it was on the tweet? You know, the point is you can disagree, but you can still, you know, at the end of it all, come out as friends. You don't have to disagree and therefore hate each other. Um, I think that's well, the that, important that's what thing. seems to happen a lot, though. That's the problem. Yes. A lot of people just yeah. seem well, to... Again, though, there's a nuance to everything and there's context to everything because if someone comes out with something I really disagree with and I find so offensive, then obviously that's going to that's gonna affect how I feel about them as a, as a person. You know, I only want to be friends with people that I deem to be good or respectful or moral or whatever it may be, decent people. And if someone comes with a, a viewpoint that I disagree with, then that's fine. But if it's... To an extent where, you know, I, I deem it as being racist or whatever it may be, then, of course, that's going to that's gonna colour my view on that person as well, a person. of course it is. Yeah, but, but again, I often think, you know, how many times, and I go back to my family on this, if I were to cancel, in quotes, my family for things they had said, oh, yeah. then I wouldn't have a family. No, because, no, I, Because absolutely. I'd be saying at that point, well, I don't want to, you know, I can't ever be around people who are this way. Look, everybody has different facets. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm, I mean, of course, racism is wrong. Sexism is, is wrong. Misogyny is wrong. All of these things. And trust me, in my life, I've called out many guys on it. I'm not one of the guys who sits aside and goes, hmm, maybe I should have said something. I have said things. And sometimes I haven't said things as well. I admit that. You know, sometimes that happens. But the point is that those people are they are not evil people. Right, and and this is the problem. We 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 love to just destroy people for having the wrong view, and the problem with that is that you can absolutely understand it from racism or sexism or misogyny. But you start getting into the realms of, and I saw this from people I know on on Twitter who are saying, if you vote conservative, you know, I don't want to know you. Yes. Yeah. What, what is every single conservative policy wrong? I'm not a Tory. I'm. I, I and to be frank, I wouldn't even tell you if I was. But the point is, I. You, you're going to label uh, how many people vote conservative in this country? You're going to label all of those people racist? and It's yeah. like the Brexit thing, right? We had this with Brexit. Everyone's a racist. And it's like, well, no. Uh, absolutely yeah. part of it, yes. Absolutely part of it. But, uh, you know, you've got to admit that, right? But you, 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 it's not all or one. No. Well, it's, look, we've it's, seen it's, it with Trump, it's all, right? It's the same it, thing. Yeah basket of deplorables and whatever else it, it's not it, it, what's your reason that's what you should always go off oh dear it's interesting but anyway let's go on to some other topics because we uh, we've talked a lot about arx vision in the past couple of weeks i can tell you oh i'm excited about this my arx vision kit has arrived <gasps> <gasps> has it 
Has yeah, mine arrived, Stephen? Where's mine? Where's Sorry, mine? I don't know. There's something wrong with the feed here today. I can oh. I'm really struggling to hear you. Um, wow. But basically, uh, the box has arrived, and as you know, Yes. I've been a little busy the past couple of days, so it hasn't been opened yet. Unbelievable. I know, shameful. It would have been on my head as soon as it came through that letterbox. Unbelievable, Stephen Scott. Well, I will be testing it over the next few days, so you can look forward to lots of feedback. That's going to um, be cool. So Rebecca says, I'm looking forward to using the ARX Vision headset at some point after you and others test it out. Thank you for the wonderful and informative interview as well on the July 7th show. That was, of course, with uh, the ARX Man himself, Charles Leclerc, uh, who was brilliant on the show. I knew um, I should have been there. Oh, yeah, man. see, I did. I, well, in fairness, I did call you five minutes before we started. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that. That's okay. how organised we are. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Rebecca says, does a user have to get a second activated phone line to use the AirX headset with Ira? And what is the best Android phone to use? I would prefer an iOS app, but Apple's ecosystem is locked down and not so easy to access. So what would be the best Android phone for someone like me who likes the form factor and home button with the iPhone SE? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I thought Oof. about the Blind Shell 2, but it is not widely supported by carriers yet, and certain providers work better in my area. Now, that's interesting. I didn't realise the Blind Shell was closed down to certain companies. I, no. I thought it was fairly... I just thought it was like any other phone, right? I just thought it was totally unlocked. In. Well, I did. I mean, I threw in my O2 SIM, and it, it seemed to work fine. So obviously it works on O2, but I don't know what, what else it works on. And that's, that's in the UK, obviously. It still confuses me a bit, that that whole lockdown thing. I don't mm. quite... Yeah. It's 4G, right? It's not, yeah, but it's not 3G. Why bother? I mean, all due respect, you, why would you move from iOS, from your iPhone to a blind shell, just to use Ira? Because yeah. you're still using the camera on the phone. Well, see, yeah, well, that's true. But I, I would say that from my point of view, I'm thinking, like you, Rebecca, I'm thinking of getting an Android phone. Well, I've got an Android phone. I'm going to use an S21. I think it's a Samsung S21 I've got here. Um, and I think I'm trying to think if the, the A52, I think the A52, which is not our motorway going through, I don't know, Hampshire. Yes, um, well done. <laughs> thank you. But the Samsung A52 is, I think, the entry level. I think I've got that right. That's one of the entry level Samsung phones. I often tend to suggest Samsung just because I think build quality is good. I know you're going to email in and say, well, there's Motorola and there's this and that. And yes, that's true. Um, Motorola, I think, is, is actually not a bad shout. Um, so Is Motorola I, gone now? Gone no, them, no, they? no. You're still getting Motorola phones. Still getting Motorola's. Oh, okay. Just what, launched one the other week, I think. Um, right. But the thing about it is, what I would say to you, Rebecca, is if you're buying one, buy one secondhand. Don't buy a new one. Get on Amazon, get one of the renewed or, you know, find a local store that's doing refurbished. Don't buy a brand new one because um, you won't need it. And it, I, I'll maybe look, I'll do some investigation on that because I think there is a question now of what what Android phones would be good enough to do this, you know. Um, I did go back, actually, funnily enough, and I may have the email here, but I do have an email which um, was sent to me by Charles himself um, when he sent me the headset and he was ask, he was asking me, specifically about the type of device I would be using. Um, he definitely recommended the S21. Um, but what I'm trying to figure out here is... Uh, Sean, tell us a story for a second while I read this. I will. I will tell you a story. Now, what's interesting here is, do you need a another SIM in there, right? Because you will need a data connection for this Android phone. So if you're using your iPhone as your primary device, then how can you use your Android phone? I'm guessing, and I don't know, but I'm guessing that you would be able to tether to your iPhone for a data connection from your Android. So if you go into settings and set your iPhone as a hotspot, then your Android phone you're using with ARX would be able to see it as a, an available Wi-Fi network, and you could piggyback off your iPhone. Oh, so you could personal hotspot it, yeah, from the iPhone. Yeah, so you wouldn't necessarily need another SIM, you know, another mm. monthly outgoing. So I think I would assume that works, but I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, so Charles' email, um, he emailed me with this uh, information when he sent me the ARX Vision, and it says, uh, it'd be great if you could let me know which Android device you're using so I can advise on performances. Some Android devices have a slower USB-C, and this can result in lower or damaged video streams, making the experience unstable. Wow. Uh, FYI, we do have a fix for that, which is coming soon. Well, then it shouldn't matter. <laughs> Which it shouldn't matter, yeah. But that's that's just good to know, right? If you do have that problem, 
sooner rather than later. But look, let me get into this a little bit. Let me kind of get used to how this thing works, how it operates. But yeah, you would you would definitely need another phone, that's for sure, if you're going to go down that route. Remember, they are hoping to have an Apple version soon. Um, we'll see. How? How? Not, there's no details on that yet, but yeah, <laughs> we shall see. Uh, Jules Hope also so. writes in regarding RX Vision. Uh, Julian says, I was uh, delighted to hear your interview with Charles Leclerc from ARX Vision. I would have sent an email earlier, but was away from home for a few days and did not take a keyboard with me. Silly me. Um, like Sean, I consider £1,000 very high-end for my budget. It's not totally out of the question, but there would certainly be much research, bank statement checking and heart searching before I committed. <laughs> uh, for that reason, I'm glad to hear that you're going to get the opportunity to give them a practical test. I'm sure you will cover all the basics. How accurately does it do OCR and how quickly does the AI describe scenes inform informatively or just the usual gibberish, etc. Um, but there are four things that I might get missed in the totality. So may I therefore ask in advance, well, I like this. Um, yes, I like when people ask questions. It makes my life easier. Uh, so number one, is the headset water resistant? Okay, I'll ask that question to Charles before I dip it in water. Um, but he says, if I uh, go outdoors and get caught in a sudden rain shower, do I need to be concerned? Two, I notice that the system has two cameras. Now, immediately, I think binocular vision and depth of field. Does the system give you distance information, i.e. how far away is the door or how far away is the teacup? If so, is it standard or do you have to ask for the information? Three, colour detection. I have never yet tried an app that I trust to tell me the colour of anything important, but since ARX has its own cameras which must be of a known specification. Perhaps it may be more accurate. Does the system do colour detection? Is it any good? And four, I completely understand why the headset has a wired connection to the phone. It seems like a good idea, but I do have one worry. The Type-C connector is a good one, but I have never yet encountered one that has any form of locking mechanism. I can foresee myself walking down the local high street, wearing a coat with the cable threaded through underneath, turning my head and the headset going dead because the connector has pulled out. It might be difficult or to near impossible to find the stray end and reconnect it. I would certainly look like an idiot wriggling around on the pavement. Not a good look for personal independence. An opinion, please, on the security of the connector. Sorry for adding to your workload, but you do need to be distracted from all that tasty food. How goes the health kick? Regards, negative Julian. Um, well, as you probably heard at the top, Julian, it's going okay um, so far. But yes, things to keep my mind away from it. Ooh. I like it. Now... With the ARX, yes. How does that work? Is it a USB-C to USB-C cable so you could choose a different length if needed? You know, is there a USB-C port on the headset itself as well as the Android handset? Or is it hardwired into the headset um, and just one, you know, USB-C plug at the other end for the phone? Um, Honest to God, you make my life so much more difficult, don't you? You just can't, well, you can't wait, can you? No, well, in that case, then you don't have to worry about it becoming disconnected from the headset, right? As long as it's connected securely to the phone. And I don't think there is a locking mechanism USB-C. I think you're right there. Mm. Um, but you queue, I've got a few different USB-C cables, and some of them click in place a lot more uh, definitely than some others. So I think it does come down to the, the sort of cable you're using as well. No, I, yeah, bought, uh, I bought a... Good uh, questions. Uh, what was it called? A key light, which is like a, a little background light for my studio here. And mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not for me. It's the TV thing, right? I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm not looking at it. So, you know, but what's interesting is that the cable that it comes with is like a, how to describe it? It's almost like a C-shaped cable, if that makes any sense. So nope. the USB is kind of wrapped <laughs> round in a C. So it's kind of going, instead of sticking out, so that if you think of the wire, if you're holding the wire out and you see the USB sticking out the end, Imagine that's been turned back so that it's now facing you, but you're still holding the cable outwards. That's a so, right angle. A right angle... No, it's, it's, no? it goes right again. So it's like right and then right again, if, you, if that makes sense. No. So it kind of curves in. Yeah, no, no, it's mental. Like a C. No. Like a square C. All right. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> but the point is that would be quite good, right? Because that would then... You could put the phone into it and you could actually just put that in your pocket with the USB side down and then it means... It's not going to come out at all. Yeah, it's not the phone side that's going to be an issue, right? Because that's obviously the cable's going to be coming out underneath a shirt or a T-shirt. I, I don't know. I think this will be fixed. I could be wrong. We'll find out when we open up. Well, um, no, well, there's pros and cons for both, right? Because if it isn't fixed, and as I said, you could get yourself a, a, a cable length that works better for you. All right. Stop trying so, to be 
you know, helpful. Uh, all right, sorry. Carry on. Uh, right, shall we hear from Peter? Yes. Greetings to all. It's Peter from Robin Hood County, hoping you're well. Thank you for all the informative and interesting podcasts. I've learnt a lot from them so far, so thank you for bringing them to our attention and for all the work that you put in. I agree that specialist tech is expensive, but you've got to look at how much the component parts cost and wages that have got to be paid. So I always work on the premise that if I can find a use for it, I'll buy it. Also, if I can afford it. If I can't, then I won't. It's as simple as that. And you were talking about vinyl, Sean. Well, it is scratchy, because that's what vinyl is. Before that, it was Bakelite, and before that, it was cylinder. I think the first cylinder one was done by the Electric Music Incorporated, now known as EMI. I think that's what they used to be called. And... Um, if your argument goes back a few years and you played your vinyl record of, um, I don't know, Get Back by the Beatles, for instance, and your other half played an Elvis Presley 78, you'd probably say the 78 was poor quality, and you'd be right, it is. Things advance, they move on. I wasn't fond of the CD, but I've got loads of them. But I do like streaming music. I've got nearly all my vinyl collection on the A-Lady now. I've set up playlists as I found one episode on Dot to Dot on how to set up a playlist. So I've got five. I like to challenge the A-Lady to try and find music because it's one of my big passions in life. And I even found a novelty song called Don't Let Your Braces Dingle Dangle. And, of course, my favourite, the intergalactic laxative. Can't beat it. <laughs> anyway, thank you again, and I look forward to hearing more of your interesting podcasts. They're very well produced, and, you know, there's got to be great thanks from everybody for the effort that you put in. I'm sure oh. it's not an easy task. A pleasant one, but not easy. Anyway, from Pete in Robin Hood County... Take care. Oh, thank you, Peter. Stop. It's great to hear from you. Yes, yeah, stop that recording, stop. please. Uh, no, listen, that, that is brilliant. Thank you so much for sending that in, Peter. And yeah, you know what it is? It is, um, you know, it's a bit of work that we do, but honestly, we wouldn't do it if we didn't enjoy it. Except Correct. him. I mean, you, you just complain about everything. Well, I love it. I was here, sat here in my shed yesterday, waiting for someone who just didn't turn up. It was very, very sad. But, you know, no, it's all fine. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Look, I, I I get the vinyl thing. I get the nostalgia. No, no I do. I get the nostalgia. And <clears throat> I sat down on the sofa yesterday and sat on a pile of single vinyl records that she see. She gets these just mystery bundles. She's found some place on the internet that sends these out. So um, yeah, I, I, I get. And, and just feeling them took took me back. And I get that. But. They sound absolutely awful. I mean, come on. What's the point? We've got these streaming services, like like you've said there, Peter, and they sound so much better, so much easier, so much more convenient. Uh, uh, no, yeah. stop it. Nah, nah, come on. We've moved on. Well, look, uh, uh, the good news is I have got a huge pile of vinyl that I'm looking to get rid of, and oh. I didn't know what to do with it. So well, I'm sending it to Sarah. Uh, we've got Val Dunican. <sighs> Perry Comover. The Glasgow Marching Band Bagpipers. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we've got that in there as well. We've got the Alexander Brothers. That's the closest you'll get to that. Um, <laughs> Proclaimers. How's your tickling joke? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, thank you, Peter. Uh, now, let's get another email. And this is kind of tied in in a way, and it's taken us a while for some reason to get around to this email, and I don't quite know why, but here we are. Um, so this is from Peter, another Peter, right? And, and this is... Well, it'll all make sense in a second. So he says, Hi, Stephen and Co. Walking up over the hills behind our house on the South Devon coast, uh, we were listening to the weekend's edition of Blind Guy Talks Tech on my iPhone. I was surprised to hear the words Grandpa Peter, my self-awarded handle. I'd not made any recent contributions. I did not know what was coming next. <laughs> However, it was Robin Hood Peter. So I breathed a sigh of relief, then settled down to enjoy hearing about Peter's train trip to Edinburgh. Now, there you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's wow. because I got the, the wrong Peter on that one, so I do apologise. But anyway, you still enjoyed the story, which is an important thing. Anyway, Peter goes on. He says, I'm slowly getting involved with helping other visually impaired people learn about the various bits of tech that we have now available to us. Hey. I was wondering if we could run some sort of review on electronic banking. Now, I use the HSBC oh. app on my iPhone, and it's a lot simpler than the HSBC website to work with. I can quickly and easily check balance, transfer between accounts, make payments, set up new pays, and browse through recent transactions going back to the beginning of the previous month. However, accessing old statements is easy, but they are in PDF format, and reading them is something I've not had much success with yet. In conversation with HSBC, I asked if they had a dummy practice website or app to try out before opening an account so that blind users could try them out for accessibility purposes. The answer was no. So the only way to find out if the electronic HSBC sites is accessible is to open an account first, which seems crazy. I was wondering what other blind people experience with their banks. Is there an accessibility leader? Are there some banks that are hopeless? It's a difficult subject to deal with, as obviously everyone needs maximum privacy and security when dealing with their finances. If there was some sort of league relating to the ease of using different banks, it would make advising those who are new to site loss a lot more positive. Currently, I just do not know if I should try and help with assistance on visually impaired people existing uh, existing bank accounts or to tell them to open an account with HSBC, but as there does not seem to be any dummy sites for experimenting with, it's a difficult one. If I had to rate HSBC's app, I would probably say 7 out of 8 out of 10, or 7 to 8 out of 10, I should say. Uh, the PDF statement being the only problem I've encountered, and PDF statements seem to be a problem with all OCR software. I think it would be really useful to others if we could give banks some sort of rating. What does the team think? Love the podcast. All the very best from Grandpa Peter. Well, GP, that's a fantastic idea. Absolutely. It's something, it is tricky, right? Because you don't want to record really yourself using it because of your privacy. Mm. So, um, but there's absolutely nothing to say, you know, to stop people saying, you know, I use the Barclays app, for example, and I find it absolutely fantastic. I don't have any issues with it. But then again, I, have I ever gone back for through old statements? Actually, I don't think I have. So maybe, you know, we will have to come up with something like a set of tasks that you would do that we could rate these various apps on. But yeah, it's a really good idea. Yeah, it is actually the case. The same on Santander. That's exactly the same problem. I had to go look back through an old account the other day or look back through the old account and uh, everything came up in, in PDF. And I'm thinking, oh, great. And it wasn't very easy to navigate at all. I mean, well, PDFs hang on, are though. generally terrible. Yeah, but yeah, but you get PDFs where it's just an image on a page, or you get PDFs which are accessible to, but just hard to read because of the column layout. Well, I was I was doing it on the phone, and that's the problem. But so, did it actually read it out, or did it just say image, image, image? Um, I cheated by zooming. Oh well. Oh, if you're going to use your eyes. Well, oh, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't work out what was going on. It must have said image actually, because I, I had to turn voiceover off. So that actually probably did happen. Yeah. Now I think about it because it didn't read anything, and I thought, right, well, let me see what's going on here. And then yeah. I, I, I could tell. I, I it maybe it wasn't PDF, although I think it probably was. Um, but it certainly was in a, a document format, and I thought, I ah, forget it. <laughs> I don't use it. Yeah, I don't. I don't use it very often. I just use it to check my balance and maybe send payments, usually to the kids, um, if they want some money. So I just send it through that. But. Um, yeah, from from my point of view, I find Barclays on the iPhone again. I've, I haven't used it on Android, so is that going to be any different? We'd have to test it on there as well. Um, but yeah, would be interested if anyone wants to email in and give us a rating on. Yeah, just let us know how your app is, you know, and, and yeah. please do not give us demos on that one because we, no, we don't no, want no. to. Uh, I mean, we'd, we'd check them anyway, right? So we wouldn't have anybody putting anything out that they uh, shouldn't. But you know, just just be careful of that because we don't yes. want your personal information making its way on air. Just tell us um, if it's accessible or not. Unless you're going to send us the full card details, address, and PIN code, in which case yeah. then we'll happily do it. Well, just send us a, a bundle of 20s. That's fine. That'd be fine as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, thank you. Um, Eleanor's been on the phone on the Eleanor line. Ooh. Hi, guys. It's Eleanor here. After listening to your marathon discussion about blindness at the weekend, I thought I'd share an incident that happened when I was about 10 or 11 years old, back at the beginning of the 60s. At the time, my family and I spent our summer holidays cycling around Scotland, me on the tandem with my dad, and staying at youth hostels, which cost 
next to nothing. But to help maintain them, everyone was given a job before moving on. Some of these hostels were old country houses or even castles. This one had a massive staircase with very intricate banisters. I was given the job of dusting these, getting it into all the nooks and crannies, which was perfect for a blind child with small fingers. Meantime, a very indignant old man marched into the kitchen where my mum was working, saying, These young ones nowadays, they have no respect. There's one up there dusting the banisters and not even looking at what she's doing. (laughs) My mum turned into the lioness defending her cub, looked him straight in the eye and said, That's my daughter and she just happens to be blind. He was so embarrassed, he didn't know what to do with himself. Naturally, my sister and I thought the whole thing was hilariously funny. But looking back, I hope the old guy learned a lesson, whatever age he was. Never judge a book by its covers. Keep on giving us your brilliant podcast, guys. Bye. Thank you, Eleanor. Really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, another interesting comment. Yeah, please do, please do send in your jokes and your comments. We, we do love them. I've got to say, part of me sort of rejoices when someone does that to me. And really? And say, actually, I'm blind. And there's something about it which makes me feel, ah, I don't know. I get a smugness about it because it's so you know, it's someone so self righteous, and so mm. it's usually these people that do just barge in there and you know, oh well, you're blah 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 blah. It's like, well, actually, mate. I'm blind. Can I tell oh, you something? Yes. I actually get that same satisfaction, and this is going to sound seven shades of wrong. Yes. But I get the same reaction and the same feeling you get from other blind people sometimes. Oh, okay. Give me I've more had on this that. Before. So I've had this before. I've had people, I, well, maybe people I don't know, actually, who I've come into contact with, and they come in with the, I'm blind, don't you know I'm blind? And I'm like, yeah, so am I. Oh. oh yes, and it's like yes. a, it's like punching the gut to them. Honestly, yes, they're like, "Oh, that's right. what? I can't get away with it." Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a bit of that, and you think, "Uh, yeah, you know, you can't can't play that game here because uh, you know, we're all one up on you on that one." Oh yes, so, yeah, we're all know. flawed human beings. Well, this is this is kind of my point, right? This is what I've been we're talking about at the weekend. You know, it's like we've got to remember. This is where I get kind of annoyed. I'm sure we'll get into this at the weekend, but. I kind of get into the issue around the whole people with disabilities versus, you know, dis- disabled people thing. You know, it's, it's like I am a person first. And I know people, a lot of people really don't like that idea of being classed as a person first, which I don't understand at all. I'm like, why, why don't you want to think of yourself as a human being? Is that I not more the other way around. Else? I thought people else? No, 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 like... everyone wants to be disabled now. It's disabled people. That's the thread I always see is, is that, no, 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 we don't want persons with disability. We don't want that. Um, we want oh, disabled God, it, people. It doesn't matter. I don't care. People's front of Judea, or is yeah, it yeah, Judean yeah. people's front? That's what I tend to think of when I hear that. You know, I just so want much of my muchness. Otter's nipples. That's all I care about. I just all about the snacks and fast food. Did yes. you get that on Just Eat? Yes, you do. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I don't get that on my <laughs> Just Eat. Um, you clearly <laughs> live in a much more metropolitan area than me. Uh, so who's this one? This is from Paul who writes in, he says, Hello all, really enjoying the show. Whilst I was at a local VI exhibition, there was a chap demoing a product called Mini Guide. It was created by an engineer in Australia who has low vision. He developed it to be a replacement for his white cane. The Mini Mini Guide is about half the size of a pack of cards and is a handheld device. It works like a parking sensor on a car. The closer you get to an object, the faster it beeps or buzzes. If you plug in headphones, it beeps. If you don't plug in headphones, it will vibrate. It can pick up objects up to four metres, but you can adjust the distance. I have mine set to two metres, which works for me. It takes one of the old camera batteries, which lasts around 100 hours, I believe. Now, I'm registered blind, light and dark. Uh, I use this alongside my white cane, cane in one hand and the mini guide in the other. Together, they work well and I bump into things a lot less. Probably could stop bumping into things altogether if I paid more attention and didn't drift off into my own little world. I know exactly how that feels. I do that all the time. Oh, so do Um, I. 
The focus of the mini guide works like the beam of a torch. It gets wider the further away. I find this really helpful in finding poles at crossings to push the button. You can really pinpoint where the poles are. It's also really helpful when in a queue. It lets you know when the people in front are moving away, so you know when to progress yourself. Also really helpful when crossing a road. Firstly, finding space between cars to cross and avoiding parked cars on the other side of the road. My white cane is good, but if but I, I find it can go under things like cars and hedges, signs and such like. As I hold the mini guide at waist height, it will find these obstacles. Generally, it's really good in finding cars parked on the pavements, bin left out, roadwork signs. The only downside is it doesn't work very well in the snow. Now, it costs £300, but they do have an option to spread the cost with Divide By. I just thought I would let you know about it. And one last thought about the ARX wear. Considering there are a pair of aftershocks with a couple of cameras without Bluetooth and rechargeable batteries, why do they cost 10 times as much? Yes, they are cheaper than the competition, but I struggle to believe they cost that much to make. Anyway, all the best from Paul from Ripley. Fantastic. The mini guide. Yes, I, I've totally forgot about this. My good friend Garth. Um, uses that. He loves it. Mm. Um, one of the example, he, he used it in the office at work um, for when he just didn't want to get his cane out and he was going, I don't know, wherever, travelling around in the office. You know, just, he used that. And also, he used it a lot when he was looking for um, doorways. So, for example, he was walking through a, a shopping centre or shopping mall, I believe they call it over there, and um, he's using the cane in one hand and the mini guide in the other, sort of scanning it across the front of the shops. And whenever, you know, there was a gap in a doorway, it would stop or or not vibrate. I don't know which way around it was. But um, he absolutely loved it. And, um, yeah, it does seem cool. Again, a little bit rich for my blood. I mean, uh, how would the, I would love to see a comparison with this and the Sonos band, the Sonu band. The whatever Sunu band, S-U-N-U. Sunu, thank you. Yeah. Sunu band. Well, it's not different in terms of price. I mean, it's not that dissimilar. No. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I found the, the Sunu band just gave me so much information, I didn't really know what it was telling me. Well, and, and as um, um, I think Garth said that you could adjust. Um, yeah, you could. You can adjust it. Yeah, you can adjust the 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 width of the the band of uh, the the beam it sends out. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Well, there you go. It's from a company called Pamtrad, uh, which you can find P A M T R A D, and the product is called Mini Guide. Two words. Fantastic mini guide. Yeah, the bane of my life now that I've lost uh, the, most of my usable vision is cars on the pavements. Mm. It's the biggest problem I've got, and um, yeah, using something like this would would really help. Okay, so uh, let's get another email in. This is from Rill, who says, Hi, I've been listening to your conversation about the Orbit multi-line Braille displays on Double Tap. I would encourage anyone who can no longer see print well to learn Grade 1 Braille. It's not that you would read books or anything like that. You will be able to communicate with yourself. Um, you can write labels for things and take some quick notes that would be easy to refer to when on the phone. Think of Robin's mum needing phone numbers. Now, looking forward to talking to you uh, later in the month. Oh, yes, because Rose coming on the show. Um, it would be great if Sean can join us as well. I'd really like to meet the team. Um, I assume weekend people are unavailable. Yeah, they always are. Yeah. Part-timers. Weekenders. Uh, Rule goes on. The tracker line... I'm just leaving that. The uh, tracker line of GPS products are brilliant for helping someone navigate away from streets. Uh, the uh, best example is a college or university campus. Where do you turn? Do you turn left or right? It's hard to remember and orientate yourself. Well, these devices can do that, telling you where to turn if someone has walked you through it and you have recorded it. They then can reverse themselves so you can get back to where you started. The fact that there are tactile buttons helps enormously, especially if you're wearing gloves. I loved my Trekker Breeze because I had a big round button marked, where am I? I pressed <laughs> it constantly when I was learning my way around a new location. And finally, with the announcement of ARX and Stellar, I'm wondering if the documents that can be read can be stored. Good question. So that's another one. I've got a list of questions <sighs> to, uh, to put to myself. Good luck. Here. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. But no, I'm glad. And any questions you've got, I know a lot of people will have interest in this ARX vision. Uh, let's, um, let's have a conversation about that in the coming weeks because, uh, you know, I want your questions. I will Send absolutely, them in. Yeah, I will absolutely put that into the review and we'll let you know how it uh, fares. Um, so, yes, look, we've got lots of content to come, still from Site Village, because we have <laughs> so neglectful of Site Village. But, you know, truth be told, Site Village goes on through the year. That's my get-out clause. Well done. And, uh, yeah, it works pretty it's, well, doesn't it? It's very it? good. Yeah. 
I'm good at this. You think you think I've done this before? <laughs> so uh, yeah, no. Keep checking in the show. We'll be uh, checking uh, back in with Aaron soon as well because Aaron has been sending lots of demos in, some yes. very interesting stuff. He seems to know things that that I only know. he knows. He's a wizard. He's a tech he wizard. I don't understand it. It's a genius. So and and obviously, if you guys want to send in some of your uh, comments as well, you can continue to do that. You can email hello at blindguytalkstech.com. You can hello. call the number. Hello. Uh, you can call the number uh, <laughs> 0204-571-3354. I always remember there was a show called Arrested Development. I don't know if you ever watched it. It was on Netflix. And, uh, I've heard of it. Da- never it does it. have audio description, but the, the dialogue is so dense yeah. that it's almost impossible to fit the AD in. Uh, but anyway, in there is a character called Anyong. And every time they walk up to Anyong, They'll say, this is Anyong, and he'll say, Anyong, and then they'll talk, and then they'll come back and they'll say, Anyong, and then they re- that nobody realises that what he's actually saying is his name is, is, it's not his name. It's that every time someone says hello to him, he says hello, which is Anyong in his language. Uh, and it is see. utterly hilarious. Well, it sounds it. it. It's the way you tell him. Well done. I'm sorry, what's that in relation to? I'm totally confused. Well, you said hello, you see. So I was doing the oh, hello thing. So you oh, said hello. And Yong. Yeah, there we go. I, I think your memory's oh, going. Wow. Anyway, uh, yes, keep in touch. Hello. <laughs> and Yong. At blindguytalkstech.com. <laughs> uh, you can get in touch as well by calling the number 0204 571 He just said this. His memory's going. I know, I did say this. Um, <laughs> I just realised that Rob doesn't. You know all the times I say Rob's got the information? Yeah. I just realised he doesn't have the information. Why not? I thought we'd better. Anyway, we better go now. Here's Rob. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow. See, he told you he doesn't say it. He does just say mentions it. the website. Bad just mentions Rob. the website. Bad dog. <laughs> Where did the dog come from? That dog's been silent for the last hour and a half. Okay, guys, catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.